What up, guys? It's Kenyon Drake, current Arizona Cardinals running back, and you're listening to my boy, Jada Plug, and the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. Tune in. This is where it's at. The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. You know that we got it popping. Oh, yeah, that's apparent. Got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish. Yeah, tune in. You already know what's up. They call him the Fantasy Football Plug. It's time to turn it up. I bet you can't get enough. Got him bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh? Hey, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. Let's go. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Jay, the Fantasy Football Plug here, bringing you yet another episode of the Fantasy Football Plug podcast. Uh, today, I'm bringing you Arizona Cardinals in my next or my latest installment of the Fantasy Football Plug's 32 Team Fantasy Relevance. Um, I'm going to try and get through these as quickly as possible. I'm probably going to actually record three episodes today, so um, hopefully, you guys are ready to listen. <laughs> I uh, want to try and get through all these teams before the season actually starts. That way you can, you know, basically use any of the information I give you if you care to in your drafts coming up. So here we go. The Arizona Cardinals um, started off, you know, I, I just I really like Kyler Murray. He's got a good arm and he makes plays with his legs. Um, I would expect to see improvement in his second season uh, with Cliff Kingsbury. Um the thing that was interesting about Kingsbury in his first season as an NF, uh, you know, as an NFL coach is that as the year progressed, he got away from all that spread he did in college and started playing more with conventional NFL personnel. I don't know if anybody realized that, but um, he went from using four receivers to playing more with a tight end or even two tight ends. I believe he will continue to do that this season. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what he decides to do. I mean, they definitely started figuring something out. But I'm going to start you off with Kyler Murray. Um, Murray's rookie season had its ups and downs, which is exactly what you would expect from a first-year starting quarterback. The 2019 first overall pick struggles um, or struggled to 6.9 yards per attempt um, and took a league-high 48 sacks. Jesus. But he also finished strong by leading the Arizona offense to three-plus touchdowns in eight of the team's final 11 games. Murray's rushing ability helped him to 93 attempts, 544 yards, and four touchdowns, um, top four in all three categories, and an eighth-place finish in fantasy points. Uh, Murray was already a strong bet for a second-year leap, but the addition of DeAndre Hopkins further adds to his appeal. Um, The hype may lead to an irresponsible ADP, but there's little doubt that Murray has elite upside. He is a solid fantasy starter. Everybody understands, uh, or anybody who listens to me knows that I am not a guy who is a fan of taking a quarterback early. I like to draft them late. So 
Kyler Murray is going to be kind of tough to get because I guarantee you in any drafts, in most drafts, people are going to go, hold on to or grab Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes, and as soon as that happens, everybody's going to start to fall. It's going to be a QB run, and it's going to be a pain in the ass. But, you know, Murray is definitely one that I would love to get if I could. I just doubt I'm going to be able to with the way I draft quarterback. Um, let's take a look into Murray's numbers real quick. Murray completed 349 of his 542 attempts for 3,722 yards and 20 touchdowns. However, had 12 interceptions. So hopefully he can get that under wraps, get that fixed. Um, his rushing is something that appeals to me as, you know, I love rushing QBs for fantasy purposes. He rushed 93 times for 544 yards and four more touchdowns with his feet. He's going to be a monster this season. I recommend if you decide you want to reach for a quarterback, wait for Murray. Um, Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes, of course, are phenomenal QBs, but I recommend going for somebody at a different position, you know, that, that's a little bit more valuable in those positions, and then get Murray a little bit later. Kenyon Drake fits this offense well. He's a good runner. He's a very good receiver, and he will put up numbers, no doubt. Chase Edmonds can do a lot of what Drake can do. There's no real change in how they play when Edmonds takes the field, and that's an awesome thing to have in a handcuff. Now, as for Drake, Drake received the transition tag from the Cardinals during the offseason and will return as a team's clear feature back. Traded from Miami to Arizona at the 2019 deadline, Drake went on to play 381, that's 79%, or 483, or excuse me, of 483 possible snaps during his eight games with the team. He handled 66% of the team's carries, which is 15.4 per game, and 14% of them, uh, excuse me, 14% of the targets, 4.4 during that span. That heavy usage allowed him the fourth most fantasy points among running backs during that span. Arizona's offense should only improve in Cliff and Murray's second season, so Drake, who sports an impressive 4.8 career yards per carry, is very much in the RB1 discussion. I would gladly take him at the turn in a 12-team league along with another running back or top receiver. Draft this guy with confidence. Um, somebody out there who hates on him constantly. I mean, miss me with that shit. I think you know who you are. Um, his, uh, <laughs> let, let me just say his, um, his initials are the fantasy counselor. Next, Chase Edmonds. Edmonds is expected to enter the 2020 season as Kenyon Drake's primary backup. Edmonds, one of the top handcuffs to own, in my opinion, has operated as a reserve in 28 of 29 career games. But the one exception was an explosive Week 7 effort against the Giants last season in which he dropped 150 yards and three scores on 29 touches. That's running back one caliber easily. Um, Edmund went on to touch the ball nine times the rest of the season while dealing with injuries and the emergence of Kenyon Drake. Edmund's backup status is all but secured with David Johnson no longer in the mix. Seventh round pick Eno Benjamin is the chief competition so, though the 24-year-old has no standalone value, he's valuable insurance and is worth a stash as a handcuff to Drake. Um, definitely, definitely one of the handcuffs to own. He's on my list. One of the plugs handcuffs to own. You definitely need to cop him. Um, so, this team is really going to be about their wideouts. 
and they have three damn good ones. Uh, you can throw to DeAndre Hopkins even when he's covered. He's got arguably the strongest hands in the league. My bad, Mike Thomas. It is true. No bias in fantasy football, big homie. Christian Kirk can play outside or in the slot, and Larry Fitzgerald can still be an effective short and intermediate receiver. Keyshawn Johnson played meaningful snaps as a rookie last year. In 2019, they drafted another player I really liked in Hakeem Butler from Iowa State. But then he lost the season to a fractured finger. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what will happen with him now going forward. Um, if we're going to get inside the numbers for DeAndre Hopkins, here we go. Hopkins was traded to the Cardinals during the offseason and will now operate as Murray's go-to target. Um, a top five fantasy receiver in four of his last five seasons, Hopkins has averaged 10.5 targets per game during that span, which you know is a mark he should still be able to approach with Arizona. Um, Murray is far from a finished product, but the Cardinals offense finished 2019 strong with three plus touchdowns in eight of their final 11 games as stated before. Um, and that was without one of the game's best receivers. Uh, at age 28, Hopkins remains an elite fantasy option and should be selected near the first, second round turn. Um, I'm, look, I'm on the fence about Hopkins, not of his talent and how how great he is of a receiver. I just, there's so many mouths to feed at Arizona. And one of the things that Hopkins brought to the table were constant targets. Uh, He's not going to be getting 150 targets anymore. There are just too many. There are way too many people to, to throw to now. But, uh, you know, what the fuck do I know necessarily? I'm not an offensive coordinator. I'm not a coach. I'm just a, a humble fantasy football analyst. Um, so, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt. If you guys want to invest in Hopkins, I can't, I can't you know, fault you for that. Pick him up. Get the guy you want. Shit, I'll tell you right now, if he drops to me in the second round, I guarantee you you're going to see me on uh, see him on my team. Number two on the depth chart, Larry Fitzgerald. Never, ever thought I'd say he'd be number two on the depth chart, but here we go. The Japanese fighting Fitz is back for his 17th NFL season. Arizona's primary slot receiver put together another solid season in 2019, ranking 17th in the league in receptions at 75 not 75 years old, 75 receptions, while not dropping a single one of his 108 targets. Not one. Does that, does that compute? Not one. He didn't drop one of his 108 targets. That's insane. No longer a downfield threat. Fitzy has ranked in the 17th percentile or lower in uh, yards per reception in each of his past five seasons and hasn't cleared six touchdowns since 2015. Fitzgerald's role limited him to just one weekly finish better than 19th last season, which is ninth in week one. Fitzgerald is entering his age 37 season and his targets will take another hit with D-Hop in the mix. Fitzgerald has a pretty low ceiling and is only an option for me in deep PPR leagues. Um, and I mean pretty deep. He has made it to the last round in damn near every mark I've done. He is worth a pick there for sure. It, you know, you never know. And I mean, what happens if, if he has a shitty week or if he, if he just doesn't play the same way Fitzgerald plays, which I highly doubt the guy's a fucking robot. He is like the receiver version of Adrian Peterson or Adrian Peterson is the running back version of Larry Fitzgerald. They keep going and going and going. He's like the Energizer Bunny. I think he's still relevant. Um, moving on to Christian Kirk. Does anybody look at Christian Kirk and think that he looks kind of like Trey Young? 
from the Hawks. Like, they both have that weird balding but not balding Matthew McConaughey hair. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. After flashing in a situational role as a rookie in 2018, Kirk saw a boost in usage and was the wide receiver 29 during 13 active weeks last season. The former second-round pick handled a very generous 24% target share in his first season with Kyler Murray in Cliff's system. However, he didn't see much work near the goal line, only four end zone targets, and his 6.8 yards per target ranked near the basement of the league. How you like that? The basement. That means low. Downstairs and shit. In my opinion, where they bury the bodies. In, in my opinion, Kirk is a near lock for a big reduction in targets with Nuke Hopkins sitting atop the death chart. Kirk, who Jay's already missed seven, or excuse me, um, who's already missed seven games due to injury, will also have to fend off Fitzgerald, Butker, and Andy Isabella, among others, for targets. The 23-year-old is no more than a borderline flex in deep, deep leagues. Um, Let me see here. The other receivers are definitely worth keeping an eye on, but there isn't enough to go off for me um, to to really waste y'all's time going over them. I'm here for fantasy relevance, not the riffraff. And I'm not talking about the rapper. Tight end is where they might be lacking in Arizona. Max Williams has a good skill set and is their clear number one. They brought in Darren Arnold, who had some good moments in New Orleans, though the Saints have a very well-schemed offense for tight ends so they can eat. Um, So there's not really a whole lot to say on their tight ends, guys. I mean, they had Charles Clay. I don't know what the hell happened to him, Um, but it just they're, they're non-existent there. Hopefully something turns around and they end up getting somebody that's worth a crap, but I, shit, I don't see that happening. On to the defense. The Arizona Cardinals had one of the worst defensive units in 2019. They were bad against the run and absolutely atrocious against the pass. Um, Had their defense been able to get one stop late in three games with a lead last season, the Cardinals would have been 8-8. They added three starters in the free agency and four rookies in the draft. How much better can they be? That's the question. Last season, they posted 160.2 fantasy points, 40 sacks, seven interceptions, 10 fumbles recovered, 932 return yards, nothing to write home about. Kicker. Now, this guy is somebody to talk about. Zane Gonzalez. Two Zs in this one. The Browns dumped Gonzalez after a disastrous stretch in 2018. In Arizona's fast-paced offense, he showed great improvement, ranking fifth among kickers in fantasy points. Fifth. He just needs to develop more accuracy on long field goals. Um, He posted 128 fantasy points, 12 of 12 for 20 to 29, 12 of 13 for 30 to 39, 5 of 8 for 40 to 49, 2 of 2 for 50 plus, 34 of 35 PATs. Not a bad kicker. The guy can kick the ball. Uh, Zane Gonzalez is somebody to take a look at. I never, ever thought that I would say an Arizona kicker is somebody that might be interesting to pick up in the you know last um, last two rounds. Uh, but hey, I mean you know there's always a first time for everything. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging in there with me for this Arizona Cardinals episode. I'm going to be dropping yet another one in just a few minutes while recording it. Um, And I will make sure to get that out and let everybody know when it is done. Hope everybody has a great rest of your evening. Talk to you later. Holler at your boy. I'm out.
tune in, this is where it's at The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast You know that we got it poppin', oh yeah, that's apparent Got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish Yeah, tune in, you already know what's up They call him the Fantasy Football Plug It's time to turn it up, I bet you can't get enough Got him bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh? Hey, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast Let's go